Hello and welcome to the Techpedition Podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm here with my brother Clarence. How are you, sir? Doing great, man. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Just um, playing some Xbox. <laughs> what? I thought you were for the uh, PC Master Race. I can't believe you're playing an Xbox, man. <sighs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I was, well, as you know, I was home this past week and I got to play some Call of Duty 4 or Call of Duty Black Ops 4 with my nephews and we um I, I fell in love with the game and I was like I'm gonna have to get this and I could have got it for PC and it would have been superior in every way but I wanted to be able to play with my nephews so I got another Xbox <laughs> oh man just jump right back in there there's a huge deal um so I got the One X um plus and it was the NBA 2K19 bundle um came with a code for that and it was and also if you bought red dead redemption 2 with it you got both of them for a hundred for a hundred dollars off so i got red dead and 2k19 for like i think it was 450 or something like that so it was two games and one x so yeah so really really excited about it yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute. So how long has it been since you've uh, been on the console bandwagon? Uh, I think it's been about a year since I had a console, uh, if not more. It's It's been quite a while. But um, you you didn't have the X before, though, right? No, I just had a regular. Just a regular X. Actually, the Gen 1 first <laughs> revision, first version yeah. Xbox One, the fat boy. So what do you think of the differences? Um, Well, I mean, I love it. To be blunt, um, I have a 4K TV in my room now. It sits just above my monitor. I use it as a secondary monitor sometimes. But um, the cool thing is, like, it looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can play my 4K Blu-rays, which I, I think it's still crazy that you can't play 4K Blu-rays on a PS4 Pro. Yeah. But you can on the Xbox. Eh, but that's neither here nor there. Um I'm really surprised how well some of these games run. Like Call of Duty in 4K runs great. I mean, I'm, it's got to be, if it's not 60 frames a second, it's pretty dang close. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's luckily the TV I got. I got it on, like, it was a floor model that they were clearing out Walmart. I got it for, like, half the price. But it's luckily all inputs are 60 hertz and... Uh, 4K 60 hertz, so um, it runs it great. Um, I really don't have any complaints. I was really worried about like games not running as well. The only game that I've noticed that doesn't really take advantage of the X that I play a lot is Rocket League, mm-hmm. and that's just because I don't think they ever went back and enhanced it for the One X. So like the PC version, it's it's really hard playing the console version of that after been playing a PC version for so long. But other than that, I mean, I'm really, really enjoying it. Cool, man. Cool. Well, um, yeah, glad you came back to the to the to the good side. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> PCs are great, and my hard drive's almost full already. Wow. One terabyte. So I'm probably gonna buy that. Uh, buy me a Western Digital My Passport or that Seagate Xbox branded four gig four terabyte drive. 
Yeah, I think that's the one I have. Like, I, I download everything and don't even really think about it. Now, I've noticed in the last, what, month or so that the space has been kind of low. But <laughs> but I usually just, like, so anytime you, you something. you have a 4-terabyte one? Yeah, I got a 4-terabyte one. Yeah. Cool. So I pretty much cool. just get everything as soon as it comes out. And stuff that I never play, but still, I, I will download it at least. Now, do you know if it can handle a size bigger than 4 terabytes? I want to say 4 terabyte is the limit, but I don't know that for sure. Um, I'll have to look it up because I might get one bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being on fire and all up there. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's still it. I, I don't know if it's my Ethernet. I might not. I might not be using the gigabit Ethernet cable for the Xbox, but for some reason, it's just not. It downloads pretty fast, but it doesn't download nearly as fast as my PC. Mm-hmm. So. I'll have to look and see if I'm using a gigabit Ethernet cable. Oh, wow. For future reference, the space limit on the Xbox is 16 terabytes. Oh, good Lord. So, yeah, I'm not hitting that anytime soon. Are, I was are, thinking about getting a 6 or an 8, but 16, Jesus. Are there are there that many games? <laughs> I'm sure there oh, are. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you could fill it. Well, yeah, I'm sure you could fill it up. Cool, man. Well, do you want to just take that and dive on into some gaming news that we have that has come out over the last few weeks? Yes, let's do it. So we know the PS1 Classic is coming out and we finally got a game list for that. Um, So uh, I guess I'll just run through a few real quick. Uh, uh, cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, Grand Theft Auto, Intelligence Cube, uh, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Odd World, Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil, Director's Cut, um, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, uh, Twisted Metal. There's a lot more here, but I'm just trying to go over the, no- the ones I think are semi-notable. You didn't uh, mention Ballerina to Shinden, man. How dare you? Well, I've never played that, so that's why... <laughs> You've never played Ballerina Tashinda? It was one of the first 3D fighters with weapons. I have not. Preceded Soul Edge and Soul Calibur, I believe. Well, Soul Edge was the first. Oh, really? The first Soul Calibur type game was, I think, called Soul Edge or Soul Blade or something like that. But Tashinda was like a PS1 lunch title, and it was awesome. Sweet. So I don't know if I ever asked you, uh, are you planning on getting this thing? Well, I still have a PS One that I bought. I, I, didn't, I didn't have one. I didn't have what? one when it came out. I didn't have one when it came out. But like four or five years ago, or maybe even more than that, like I bought one for like twenty bucks at like a pawn shop or something. I can't even remember where I bought it from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've had that forever. And I mean, the thing is, <laughs> between that and my Saturn, um. There are ways that have come out to play backups without actually having to like uh, to like um mod the console. So I mean that being said, I, I'm definitely probably not gonna get this mm-hmm. simply because of the fact that these games definitely didn't age as well as the, the SNES <laughs> stuff did. Um, some of them look downright um horrible. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I mean. It's just like the em- emulation is just so good now, man. Like you can, I can play PlayStation games on my SNES Classic, 
Um, there's also the EPSXE, which is like the quintessential PC PlayStation One emulator. Mm. Um, that will not only play all these games, but it you can also play them at higher resolutions, you know, and add effects and stuff. And it's just like, and yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's ZSNES too. If I mean, comparable to for the SNES Classic, but it's just like I don't, I just don't know if I'm gonna get it. I don't think I am. Yeah, so especially since I already have my the old one. So yeah, well, it releases on December third for ninety nine bucks. That's not bad. Stocking stuffer. Surely not bad considering the SNES Classics eighty. So I mean, that's actually a really good price for what you're getting. I would say I would say um for more powerful hardware, but they're probably running off the same arm arm chip. So. It's probably the exact same hardware in a different casing <laughs> with PlayStation controllers. Ah, but yeah, I, I yeah. digress. Yeah, M- Mark is, is is taking his side of emulators as well. Uh, our friend Mark Wells in the chat. So <laughs> uh, emulators, FTW, man. See, yeah, I'm telling you, it's like so it's just so easy now. Like this is going to make me sound horrible, but there is a silver lining here. So there is a PS3 emulator called what is it called? I have it on my machine. OK, so here's a dilemma. I've been like for quite a few months been wanting to buy a PlayStation 4. And the main reason I wanted to buy a PlayStation 4 is Persona 5. So Persona 5 and Disgaea 5 were the two games that I've been wanting to play and I can't. So um, I was just trying to, like, at first I thought I might have even been buying a PS4 this past weekend. Um, But um, I discovered RPCS3. It is a PlayStation 3 emulator. Um... And it runs pretty well, which I have a I have an eight core, sixteen thread CPU with sixteen gigs of RAM and um and a ten eighty Ti. So like I don't know if it scales, but for my system it runs very well. Um, I was able to buy Persona three PS three for like twenty bucks, and um so I can play that on this emulator. That's I don't have to crazy. buy PS four, and also this guy at five. Um, this past week came out on Steam and it's on sale for thirty bucks. So I no longer have reason to buy PS4 because I don't really care about Spider Man. <laughs> oh, so blaspheme! I just don't. I, I mean, I, he's cool and all, but he's not worth me buying a console for. Yeah, I well, guess I, what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm pretty sure that title pushed a lot of sales in the past month or so. So I don't know. I want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll play it. I'm not gonna buy a console for it though. Um, so yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark, I know it was called Soul Calibur, but there was also, there was a preceding game, um, that Namco released before Soul Calibur for PlayStation one. And I believe it was called Soul Blade. Just let me look. Yeah. Soul Blade or Soul Edge or something like that. Um, cause I remember playing it. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think a Japanese version is called Soul Edge Soul and then, Edge. uh, in internationally it was called soul blade but i mean it's the same characters you got taki voltos like all those people but um when they moved it to dreamcast they changed the name to soul caliber which is probably a good move <laughs> um soul caliber was one of the best dreamcast games and i mean yeah. for its time it was absolutely beautiful and of course you know beautiful. we had the newest soul caliber that just came out and if you want to see uh a rambunctious bunch playing that game, I would suggest you go over to our friends Dice Junkies Twitch or YouTube page and check out where we kind of 
Mark had a um, a party of sorts where <laughs> it was just all all Soul Caliber all the time. It was it was a fun event, even though I only played so, once and sucked. So how is it? How is Soul Caliber Six? By the way, uh, you know what? I don't really know how to gauge it because I was never just a huge Soul Caliber fan back in the day. I had fun with it. It was fun watching other people play. Um, just the matchups between the different characters. And it's always fun to see, you know, people be in the same room to see them uh, go back and forth. But I think it's very good. The whole um, skinning part of it is kind of taken off. And, yeah, the uh, cosplay, virtual cosplay yeah, thing. Yeah, and there's some weird machina- machinations that have come out of that. But, um, yeah, I, I saw I, somebody I, build Zoidberg in. Oh, God. <laughs> from futurama and soul caliber six so yeah there's been some kirby's and all kind of crazy uh stuff so i don't know seems pretty yeah, cool that they went that direction i'll have to check that out i wonder if there's a demo or something i'll have to check it out i haven't played soul caliber since i think three yeah it's been that was it's the first a, time i played a, it forever it's been a minute <laughs> but miss mitsurugi's probably still the man so i was that looked for to look forward to <sighs> moving on yeah, man. Uh, uh, we can uh, real quick before we talk about the Apple stuff, uh, which I know we want to get to. I just want to re- mention real quick, like, uh, I don't know if you do ride sharing, but Uber announced a um, subscription service, which we talked about. I think it was a Lyft uh, su- subscription yeah, service before. Yeah, we talked before. about the Lyft. One it was, was like 300 price. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so, the price of a car. <laughs> so so uh, this one, this one is not really about, you know, paying an all-encompassing price to get free rides or get, you know, rides for a certain amount of time. This is about you pay $15 a month. And instead of having surge pricing, which if you don't know, if you do Lyft or Uber during certain times of the day, the pricing can can jump from, you know, uh, 10 bucks to maybe 25 bucks for the same ride uh, in, in the surge hours. So what this does, if you pay 15 bucks a month, it ensures you a flat rate for the entire time. So. You know, if you're a heavy Uber person, I think it's a pretty good deal to know that you're not going to be gouged for certain events or anything that are happening in your area during a certain time. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I just think the whole $300 thing was so ridiculous. Yeah, that was crazy. Nobody's (laughs) going to do that. That was just ridiculous. You can lease a Honda Civic Sport for less than that. (laughs) Yeah. And, um... I guess we can move on to another story. I guess let's not bury the lead here. Let's go on and go ahead and talk about Apple. Sure, sure. Apple let's talk a, about Apple. So let me ask you, sir, is there anything in particular that came out of the Apple event that uh, tickled your fancy? Well, I mean, I will say not really, simply because. <laughs> Dude, you're like Apple's drone. Nothing tickled your fancy. This, this, this is the thing. Like the iPhone announcement, I wasn't even hype about that, if you remember, because I have iPhone 10, and this one's just not that much better. The, the new ones just aren't that much better than the one I have. One of them's actually a repackage. Yeah. Um, they they actually discontinued the the original iPhone 10. It's just not know. that much better. Um, I don't even know you can buy it new anymore. Uh, you definitely can't from Apple. Um, so I don't know. This just seems like more of the same. I mean, the new iPad Pro is cool, though. I'm not going to say that. I like the slim bezels. Um, I like that it has USB C, yeah. which is amazing, which is amazing. Yeah, that's, um, that that's they finally huge. caved on that. But, um, I don't know. Like, 
Plus, some little bezels use mint and USB-C. You can hook your cameras. And uh, they haven't gave a full list of devices, but it's mainly focused toward adding your, you know, your high-powered camera, hook it up to this device and pull the pictures over. That's the main point of it. But they haven't really given a complete list, uh, a comprehensive list of everything that's going to be allowed to hook into it. But, you know, the absence of the home button. So it's all Face ID all the time. Which, you know, that's a huge thing. Oh, and don't even get me started. On <laughs> I mean, it, 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 but look at what it allowed them to do. It works. It, it works. Yeah. It works, man. Like, I hate on it, but it's fine. It works. I mean, but allow them to get that small form factor, which just looks beautiful. And actually, in my opinion, it looks a lot like the Surface now. <laughs> it does have it does look a lot like the Surface. The all black bezel. Yeah. The only thing I... Mean, I Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I, the other reason I'm not really that pumped about this is because in a- anticipation for this event, um, most phone carriers like severely discounted iPad um pros and iPad um what are they called iPad 2018s, mm-hmm. the new one they don't call it iPad five or whatever whatever it is. But anyway. Like not too long ago, I, I got like iPads for like my entire family, like me, my wife, and my um daughter, because mm-hmm. her tab her tablet was about to die, kill over and die. It was getting hot, which is a sign when the battery well, goes got, bad. Like, iPad. Um, so we ended up just getting everybody tablets, and I'm completely happy with my regular one, especially since I can use the the pen the pencil on it. Yeah, I mean the the higher refresh screens to me are the best feature yeah, of the pro. Yeah, yeah, um. But, I mean, it's just one of those things, like, if you have, and this is just kind of my opinion on technology in general now, I mean, especially with what happened with NVIDIA this past couple months with the 2080 cards and 2080 TIs that are, like, severely overpriced. Like, if you if you're within a year or two of, like, the most recent thing, there's yeah. probably not a lot for you. I mean, yeah. unless you just have to have the newest thing. Yeah. Um, now, if you have like an iPad Air two or three, or if you have an iPad Mini or something, like, or you've never had an iPad Pro and you want, like, this is an awesome upgrade. It's time but not upgrade, a, yeah, yeah, but not if you have one from the past <laughs> year. It doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, our cousin Varys in the chat says that uh, Apple doesn't really do anything innovative enough to just wow you these days and it's it's all incremental i mean we knew this was coming we knew they'd eventually drop the the freaking home button and um put face id on here as well as you know adding usb-c which it looks like they're going in that direction with every device other than the iphone it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next iphone (laughs) i mean speaking of usb-c thing i have a macbook pro right yeah the only connector on this laptop, the only ports are four USB-C ports and a headphone jack. That's all. <laughs> so it, it make it would make complete sense for them to move the iPhones and everything to USB-C. I mean, I don't get why the, the iPhone didn't come with a USB-C cable as far as like a, a, a lightning USB-C. Like if I want to, if I want to plug my iPhone into my Mac, I have to use an adapter, yeah, the adapter, dog, which makes no sense to me. But eh. which is cool because I saw one of the demos where somebody was showing that you can charge your uh, iPhone via the iPad now that it has USB C. Yes. So you know a bunch of cool things. Also, they upgraded the pencil to the second gen version, which. It's a little bit flatter. I think it has a few more buttons on it, and it also sticks to the side of the 
the iPad a la Surface, which which never really worked. <laughs> uh, but it looks like they're doing it right here. Um, so that's pretty cool, I, w- I think. Uh, other things, let's see here. Well, we also had some MacBook stuff. Uh, Holy MacBook crap. The smart Uh-oh. keyboard is $179? Does that surprise you? And the Apple Pencil is $129. <laughs> like, it was $99 last year. That like, shouldn't be surprising, dude. Why? Are, what? What? That should not be surprising. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, it shouldn't be, but it's like, they, it, it's just like, like Apple sets you up for like Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. They release a more reasonable iPad, 300 bucks. They add the Apple pencil functionality and then they do this crap. It's like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, true. True. I don't know. Uh, what did you think about the uh, MacBook Air news? Now, didn't you used to have a MacBook Air back in the day? Um, no, I had a pack up. It wasn't a MacBook. It was a PowerBook G three. <laughs> I, I had I had a Mac I had a Mac laptop when they were still Power PC. I think it was a PowerBook G. Was it a PowerBook G three or a PowerBook G four? Did they do G4s? Yeah, well, this is the... Yeah, it was, a, it was a PowerBook G4. That was the one I had. Wow. I had the 10-inch version. Oh, that definitely was not air then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I guess the biggest thing, this, this is the first real refresh of the MacBook Air, I want to say, since 2015, if I'm getting that stat correct. But I think the big thing here is that the, the MacBook Air now has a Retina display, USB-C ports, uh, of course, they kept the headphone jack, and it's, it comes in at around 2.96 pounds. So there you go. And I th- heard that the keyboard is – well, you have, you have the next generation of their um, – I forgot. What's that? What's the – what do they call their new keyboard? I forgot the – whatever the the term they're using to, to, to call that. But it is uh, the third generation of that, so it's kind of um, – Slightly better than the last uh, MacBook Pro that came out that had it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If you're in the market for this and you obviously haven't gotten one in a while because they haven't come out with uh, a MacBook Air in a while, I think it's, you know, it's time to upgrade. Oh, yeah, definitely. They yeah. haven't released one in a while. So trying to find some more stats on that. Hmm. So was there anything else out of the Apple event that kind of. Made you raise an eyebrow? I don't think uh, there's a whole lot more. I think they just not really like a few um, products. It was just the yearly, um, the yearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was looking forward to iOS 12.1. I need to actually install it because <laughs> um, I I got all the alerts. Um, they're adding like a whole bunch of new emojis. There's group FaceTime. There's a couple things that are really really cool that that they're adding to it. Are you pining for 34 people FaceTime chats? Is that what you're <laughs> excited about? I wouldn't say 34, but it would be cool to have multiple people on the chat. Like, even with, like, you know, everybody calls all video chat FaceTime just like everybody oh, used to call. Yeah. That gets all, on my nerves. Like, everybody used to call all MP3 players iPods when I worked at Walmart. That was, oh, man, that got on my nerves so much. You'd be like... Yeah. Do you have iPods? I'm like, no, we don't sell iPods. I see some over there on the wall. Then I'm why like, are you asking me? But no, they're not iPods. They're MP3. Oh, sorry. Like, 
Had a had a flashback. Like, dude, uh, we've been doing face chat on phone forever now, but now everybody thinks Apple invented it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know um, something. You know something. What is what is that called when a when a word becomes something like um when a word becomes a generic Kleenex. name? Yeah, Kleenex pamper. Um, I found out that dumpster is one of those words. <laughs> what dumpster was trademarked by the Dempster brothers in 1963. It was an original, originally a portmanteau of the word dump and the last name Dempster. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a brand name. It was not Wait, like, I don't know what they called dumpsters before. That's that, what I really want to know right now. <laughs> Huge <laughs> trash bin is what, what they called it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that. That was the the funniest one that I've seen. Yeah. So, um, moving on. <laughs> yeah. I'm the king of tangents. Okay, so moving on. Um, I don't think there's much else to say about Apple, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Do we are we going to talk about IBM and Red Hat? Uh, well, I, <laughs> IBM bought Red Hat for uh, thirty four billion dollars. Yeah. So what does it actually mean? I guess maybe you being a, uh, a, a <laughs> network oppor- administrator guy, you may it's know. It's opportunistic to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'll kind of tell you how we might have touched on this. I don't remember. But like recently, Microsoft like open sourced like a whole bunch of patents to try to help Linux mm-hmm. to like help Linux grow, I guess. And to keep, you know, I can't remember exactly why they did it, but they did it to help Linux and now IBM's buying Red Hat. Now, is a Red Red Hat it's, is open source, correct? Well, but, Red but, Hat Linux, Red Hat Linux, the specific distribution Red Hat Linux is not free. Okay. Um you have to pay for it because it comes with like support contract Dude. and blah blah blah. Now, there's an upstream of Red Hat called Fedora Linux. Mm-hmm. Or Fedora, or whatever they call it now, Fedora or whatever. It's Fedora is actually one of my favorite Linux distributions. It's an upstream, so basically, it's like the bleeding edge latest features of Red Hat Rail, or if you will, Red Hat Enterprise Linux. It's like the bleeding edge, and then you have CentOS, which is like a downstream of Red Hat, mm-hmm. with a lot of the, uh, with some with some features removed, but it's essentially the same. It's, it's it's essentially Red Hat without the support. Um, but Red Hat is very very popular. Um, I mean, popular and profitable. I mean, they paid thirty four billion dollars for this company who sell yeah. that essentially sells open source software. <laughs> Isn't that support. crazy? Yeah. And now I feel like this is. I feel like they're moving more. This is a sign for them to move more into open source. I I see it as a Sign that they're probably going to be releasing machine servers preloaded with Red Hat, ah. if you will. Um, and they'll probably be able to work in like support and like just give like just have a big bundle of Red Hat goodness. I don't know where <laughs> you don't have to necessarily buy a server and then buy the Red Hat support. It just all comes together and it's one flat. I'm just speculating here. I don't know, but um, it I. <laughs> I'm still interested to see what they're going to do with this because, oh yeah, so Veris is IBM bought Red Hat for the same reason Microsoft bought GitHub. Uh, now that one I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand that one either. 
to be yeah. completely honest. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know why they bought GitHub. But you know what, uh just to kind of piggyback off that, I think most people are are okay with IBM buying Red Hat. But I think if Microsoft would have bought Red Hat Dude, there'll be so many groans. It's just like <laughs> the people groaning, like most people that use Git that I know personally hate Microsoft. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they do not like Microsoft. So there are lots of groans, even though GitHub isn't Git. Git is open source. Yeah. GitHub is like GitLab. It's an impl- implementation of like a. Okay, so you know how you have it's it's a I don't want to call it a branded repo. It's basically a website where you can host Git repos. Yeah, and um, you can have private repos. You can share repos. Um, Microsoft actually released um, and this is probably a, a sign that they were going to buy GitHub. They released DOS, like one of the original versions, MS DOS. They released the um assembly language source code on GitHub. Wow. I, I took a look at that and <laughs> my head exploded. It's yeah. like I don't know how people coded back then. It's just <laughs> oh, I've I've done some assembly. It ain't fun, but you know, man, I think it's just um, it's more so people having that big brother sentimentality with Microsoft. And it's just funny how we don't have that with IBM because I guess IBM is not or in the Valve. consciousness or yeah, Valve or or um, Valve is way worse than Microsoft. Man, <laughs> <laughs> they are way worse than Microsoft. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think everybody trusts IBM. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Valve is scary, man. Like, So what did Valve do that was so scary? Well, I mean, if you think about it, at one point, they pretty much held like 90% of the PC gaming market. True. But when Microsoft tries to do the same thing, people complain. When... Uh, uh, what's the the Discord tries to do the same thing? People complain. So stay in your happy little Valve ecosystem over there with your Steam library and just shut up. <laughs> but no, think about it. Think about it. Microsoft actually tried to do what Valve does on a console, and everybody lost yeah. their minds. Yeah, they tried yeah, to do the exact same thing, and everybody yeah. went willy nilly. Valve sold box software. That hooked up to Steam and eventually rendered those discs useless. You know, <laughs> like you couldn't yeah. take give that, you couldn't give someone that game and the CD key and let them install it. It was locked to Steam, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, IBM not as much in the consumer eye as Microsoft, which is a good point, I guess. Yeah, I mean, going from the yeah, behemoth Microsoft that they they don't really make. Um, consumer PCs anymore. They sold off that to Lenovo. So that's a good point. Fair says IBM has paid a ridiculous amount for Red Hat. That's what I don't really understand. They paid, yeah, yeah, $34, yeah, $190 this year. That's probably the only way they could get the board to approve it, honestly. Yeah. Because they, I mean, <laughs> the whole idea behind Red Hat and it being bought by a huge for profit company like that. Even though it was already for profit, it just doesn't. It's just not a good look, even for IBM. I don't think, but everybody's seemingly okay with it. Yeah, I feel like if Apple would have done this, or if Google would have done this, or if Amazon would have done it, people probably would have lost their minds as much as they would have with Microsoft. Well, it's kind of like IBM is in a happy place now. I mean, Microsoft 
became the old IBM and IBM kind of just floated off into, uh, you know, out of the consciousness of the normal people, and especially after we, you know, say they sold off their PC division. Um, they're pretty much just like silently doing stuff, uh, in the cloud that's pretty massive, but most people don't really think about, you know, unless you're a business, uh, solutions funny, expert like- or something. The most the the most notable thing I can name that IBM has done, probably with along with like ninety percent of the population of America, is probably the Watson stuff that you see in commercials. Yeah, yeah. which they're heavy on cloud now. That's part of it. So yeah, yeah. that's about all I know about IBM. <laughs> and, and they make servers. They make servers, and that's all I know. So good point. Good point. So there's one more thing I want to talk about. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I'll post a link in the chat for the people who are following along at home. There is a fan game coming out called Super Mario Flashback, which is which will undoubtedly receive a takedown DMCA notice from Nintendo. I'm just waiting for it. But it would be a crime for Nintendo not to like co-opt this and fund these guys for them to release this game because it looks amazing. Like we're talking we're talking Sonic Mania amazing. Like, it's kind of a reimagining of 2D Mario, if you will. And it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, I know you took a look at it earlier. What did you think? I don't know how I really feel about this, because in my mind, Super Mario Brothers, the games that are on the Wii and they're on the the Wii U and no Wii U and are now on the uh, the uh, Switch are kind of that reimagining of original Mario. Are you talking about the new Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, new Super Mario Brothers. So so to me to me that is is that property, but this sits in a weird spot because it's kind of in between that graphic fidelity and the old school. And I don't know. I I wanna no, don't get me wrong, I want to play this because it looks freaking (laughs) fantastic. But you know, I I just don't know how I completely feel about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing that I like about it is, is that it just shows you, you know, and it's kind of like there's like a whole like I don't want to say subgenre. I don't know the right word to use, but it's not subgenre. It's maybe a new um cult following for um pixel 2D games yeah. that are in like high resolution, 1080p high resolution pixel art. Um, there's a game called the uh, what is it called? The Moonlighter, which is like a 2D pixel art like Zelda clone. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really, really good looking game. Um, what was that other game I played? I can't remember the name of it. <sighs> Dang. But I played another game. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it, it's like this. It, it, it's a 2D pixel, like great looking game. It plays in your browser. I'll see if I can find a link to that <laughs> later. But, um, in that vein, I think I would, I would rather play this than something like New Super Mario Brothers that is like 2.5D or, 3D with a 2D plane or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Simply because of the of the aesthetics of it. Um and I mean the animation, the 2D animation here is so beautiful. Um yeah, you can tell it good. you can tell a lot of love went in went into this game and I'm just really excited. I hope Nintendo doesn't just make them kill it. I hope they like they, I said they're going to make them kill it. <laughs> yes, they will, but hopefully they like Hopefully they co-opt it instead of just saying, don't do this, you know? Yeah. Well, this is like, um, just speaking of video games in general, the in the Star Trek world, how they're doing the same thing. Um, 
this guy had did this awesome recreation of the Enterprise D, uh, you know, TNG or Enterprise. It was called Stage Nine. And he had been working on this thing for years and years. And there were people like all across the globe working on it. And just like in the last month, they got the season. This is from CBS slash Paramount to to take it down. And it's just sad. man. So what was it? It's something called Stage 9. Was I actually have game? it on my PC. It was meant to be a virtual recreation of the... Um, so you just walk around in it and they got a takedown? They were eventually making a game out of it. So oh, they had just... They had pretty much laid out the uh, the whole ship, but they were just starting to add game elements in. But yeah, and and, and, and it, it could be, you know, misconstrued as something close to... Um, What's the the Star Trek bridge crew that just came out since yeah. VR is going to be a part of it? And, yeah. you know, and there's also like another guy I know that's working on a Voyager game that like when this happened, he like changed all the assets, changed the name of the project. <laughs> He's like, I'm just hoping uh, he doesn't get anything from any any Star Trek lawyers. So I, I don't know, man. It's like, this it's, is this is what I don't <laughs> understand. If you're going to release something sketchy, okay, sketchy is the wrong word. If you're going to release something that might, you know, that might infringe on somebody's copyrights or does infringe on somebody's copyrights or might get a DMCA takedown notice, why don't you wait until it's done <laughs> drop it. to announce it yeah. and then release it? Well, some have done that. They done. Got, some have done it and they got to take it down immediately, too. I but, it's, once it's, but once it's finishing on the Internet, you can't delete it. It will still yeah. be available. People will still mirror it and post it. You know, yeah. it won't be you won't be available from the original source anymore, but it would at least be out there. Yeah. And maybe my problem is just like how intellectual property is handled in general, because I mean, even if you go beyond that, like look at fan recreations, you know, whether it be a, a fan Jedi mo- a Star Wars movie or a, f- a fan Star Trek production, uh, <laughs> we see left and right where. Um, once people have put so much into it, these labor of loves and, and labors of love, and Delete. then like, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just gone because, um, like another, like Star Trek continues was a Star Trek fan recreation that was supposed to take place after the end of the original series and up until the movie. And they got, you know, they had to end it because, uh, they were told to take it down and, I'm like, as long as it's not infringing upon anything that is currently in production, I think it should be fine. But, but I guess companies do have the right to protect what's there. So it's always a, the, what gray area that you kind of have to live in. Yeah. And I think a little bit of empathy is in order here. I mean, just think about if you release this awesome property <laughs> and it was making tons of money for you. And then somebody tried to like release something related to it for free. Oh, you mean like uh or for pay. You mean like Facebook putting all uh Snapchat's features in Instagram? <laughs> that never happens. Uh, <laughs> uh well I mean intellectual. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel, yeah, I feel yeah. You Just, can't copyright concepts or game genres. I'm looking at you on PUBG company. Oh man, Let, let's talk about that for a minute. You're all on the black the the, the Call of Duty uh bandwagon black black ops four and Man, isn't it just kind of amazing where we are in two years from PUBG just taking off and taking over the world to now where, you know, you had Fortnite well, come in and take over. It, and, and, and now, uh, 
people are all on board for the Call of Duty because people think it's done right now. So yeah, it's almost you know it's it's you know eventually actual developers <laughs> were going to get their hands on this gameplay mechanic and actually do it right, and it just happened to be Treyarch. Yeah, which used to be the redheaded stepchild of Call of Duty developers, <laughs> but you know, like at some time in the past half decade, they just they were they started becoming better than <laughs> than yeah. Infinity Ward, and this is before the two guys left and formed Respawn. Like the Treyarch games, like the Black Ops games were the Treyarch games, <laughs> and then the mainline games were being made by Infinity Ward, and the Treyarch games were whooping. Yeah. So yeah, now like they they have it down to a science. They've slowed down the TDK on Call of Duty. Period. Like in general. So now it's not just like boop 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 dead. Um, yeah. you can still get one shot about like sniper rifles, but it takes longer to kill somebody with like a machine um, assault rifle. Um, even with a DMR or something, the one shot that shoots as fast mm-hmm. as you can pull trigger. Like even with those, it takes longer to actually kill somebody. And, you know, they that there's the multiplayer, which is still fun. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And now you have the blackout mode, which is it, it just <laughs> it, like like I just want to know how the PUBG developer guys felt when they play uh, this, because, you know, they played oh, it. they play this and it's like, like, what do you like? I just want to I, so, I would pay to be a fly in that room. <laughs> Were they like chucking controllers across the room? Like, ah! so were they? Yeah, um, that was it. Uh, Varys mentioned in the chat that he plays PUBG every day. So, I used to. <laughs> so, so, so you mentioned that fly on the wall thing from the from the people at, um, that that made PUBG. You know, I, I wonder is it the fact that Microsoft bought them is kind of what? Isn't it? I don't know. I just think they got one up. I just think. Call of Duty came in and did some way better. Um, and can you talk about a little bit like what is the huge difference between the two to you? Besides, we know the graphical fidelity is way better, buttery okay. smooth. But are, is it are there other things that make it better than PUBG? Okay, so here's a Dice Junkies reference here. Shooting in PUBG is like rolling a D12. You might hit what you're aiming at. You might not. Um, they just recently added to where you could hurdle over fences. It took them. It took <laughs> that was them like, a, that was a huge. It took thing. them like that was a huge update. And it took you them like now. it took okay. them like three years to like add that. Um, you were hardcore, size. dude. You were freaking I, hardcore. I, PUBG. I loved PUBG. I played it all the time. I have a couple friends. Me, um, Jesse Backstrom, um, Jesse Spears, not Jesse Spears. Yeah, Jesse Spears. Um, we would all play together all the time, and um, the game was just always buggy. Like, like that's the thing. It, it it was fun. Like that's why I played PUBG. It wasn't because it was greatly developed or highly optimized. It was just fun to drop in with a hundred people. The gameplay mechanic was the selling point of PUBG, which was the which was which is their problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just so buggy. It was it's it's a buggy mess. Um and playing something like Call of Duty where where you have a consistent frame rate, um the vehicles actually control like vehicles. Um you don't you don't parachute from as high. So 
the other thing is in PUBG is which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you could see where other people were going. And if you saw somebody going where you were going, you could kind of go the other way if you didn't want to fight them. Now, like you're so close to the ground that you don't see people until you're about to land, really, that are in your area, which is kind of a good thing because, you know, it it um, I don't know way you put it. It um, it it. It, you start shooting people quicker. <laughs> I don't know the right term for that. Yeah. Um, PUBG was twenty nine. I paid twenty nine for it. Yeah, I think that's what I paid. Um, and I don't regret buying it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, PUBG for what it is is cool, but it's just like I'm trying to think of a um apt comparison. You know those little ice cream cups you used to get at school, like the little ice cream cups with the paper lid on it. In the little little wooden like yeah, little stick, like those were awesome. But then, like you 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 try bluebell ice cream and it's like, <laughs> eh, I don't, eh, you know, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't invalidate that little ice cream cup. But it's like if you give me a choice, you put them both down in front of me, I'm gonna take the bluebell every time, <laughs> you know. And that's that's just kind of how I feel about PUBG now. It's if I have 20 minutes to shoot people, I'm going to play Call of Duty. And I haven't wow, touched PUBG. In, words. I haven't touched PUBG since I got Call of Duty 4 or Black mm-hmm. Ops 4. Wow. So what do you And think? I have it on a console, which should also yeah, tell you. That's to tell you a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> that should tell you a whole lot. Like, I wouldn't even try playing PUBG on a console, even the X, the 1X. So, yeah. So what do you think about the addition of um, NPCs a la Titanfall in the uh, Blackout mode? Um, I don't really have a problem with it because sometimes you get kind of bored. There's zombies there as well. Um, sometimes you, you know, sometimes you, you could go a whole round without seeing anybody really until the end. So to to give people some form of like fighting or action before the big showdown at the end where the circle's like this big. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm all for that. I don't really have a problem with it, honestly. Sweet. So what you're telling me is I have to get Call of Duty now. Well, as a person <laughs> who hasn't really seriously played a Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare, the first one, the first Call of Duty four, um I've 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 been checking in on them here and there. I'll I'll play them and it's like eh, eh. But this one, um, I feel like is a, and and the other thing is there's no single player. No so single player. Yeah. I'm I'm like hyping bucks. game. This did not have a that does not have a single player. But that's just how fun the multiplayer is. Like if this game had a single player mode, I probably wouldn't have played it anyway. To be honest with you. So, hmm, there you go. Buy it. Hmm. Wait for the Black Friday sale or whatever. But. It's definitely worth checking out, man. Especially if you love PUBG, and like that's the funny thing. Like, if you like PUBG, you'll come for Blackout. You'll stay for the multiplayer, like the regular Call of Duty multiplayer. Like, it's it's so because like playing the the battle royale modes, like they're they're stressful. Like they stress they stress you because yeah. it's like I don't want to die because I'm gonna have to start the game back over and. You know, it it adds weight to dying. So you know, after you stress yourself out with blackout, you can go have some fun with the the regular team deathmatch or whatever. So it's perfect. You get a change of pace. And there's zombies mode, which I've never played and I don't really care for. I'll probably try it eventually. But um, yeah, man, I'm down. I like it. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, I guess no, we're ready. Re- no, man, all, all great stuff. All great stuff. I think we're ready to wrap. I'm hip. I'm down. I'm with it. <laughs> so I'll say, first of all, thanks for everybody joining in the chat. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. And Carrie, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we plug? Podcast or otherwise, before we get off, get out of here. Um, I will say that I haven't played much of Red Dead Redemption 2, but um, the couple missions that I have played are really fun. And it's like you're playing a Western movie, not just like aesthetically that I'm a cowboy in like the Wild West right before like that era ended. Like all that's well and good. But like literally, at least on the one X, it's in 4K and it looks beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, it like seriously, if you handed me that controller and said it was hooked up to my computer, and I'm I I wouldn't question that it was running like it it runs very well. Um, the controls are a little stiff, but I mean it's all Rockstar games controls are kind of stiff. Yeah, so. they're always weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm waiting to play that as because because I freaking loved. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. I played through it thoroughly, man. I love that game. Uh, so I can't wait to pick it up. So I have about $180 to spend on games <laughs> over the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. This this is fun, too. 2K19. Also another fun game. You know, uh, Sega Visual Concepts gets a lot of flack for the model where they encourage you to play by FZ. But the cool thing about this game is your character doesn't suck like when you don't buy VC. Your character's not horrible. You can still win games, and if you get the mechanics down, you can still play well and win, and it's fun. Story's good. You can download 2K19 Prelude for free, and that's pretty much the bulk of the story part anyway, and I'm telling you, it it was... I had so much fun playing that, and the story was a lot of fun. You don't necessarily play sports games for the story, but, I mean, just to give you a little primer, your character was this standout or you're, you you are a standout college player who enters the draft like a year or two too early. Uh-oh. So you don't get drafted and you have to go play in China. <laughs> wow. And the cool thing about this is, I don't want to spoil too much, but like the cool thing about it is when you're playing in China, the commentators are talking in Chinese. Like, <laughs> You can't understand what they're saying. Wow. And like your coach is talking in Chinese. You have a translator guy who tells you what the coach is saying. Like it's that's it's pretty so, intense. It's so cool. Like that's it, even if you don't buy the game, download the prelude playthrough and you won't regret it. It's a lot of fun. Wow. Sweet. I will do It's man. free too. If you didn't know. I might have said that, but it's free, so check it out. Yeah. And I'll just say uh check out uh discussingnetwork.com for all of the podcasts I do. As well as going go to go to Techpedition and make sure you're subscribing if you're you know watching us on Facebook or whatever. Just make sure or YouTube, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so you can catch all those episodes. Yeah. All right, guys. Check out do we talk did you say discussing I just said discussing network, which has it out. Oh. But but me and Carrie are on our Star Trek podcast, which is called Discussing Trek, which you can find at discussingtrek.com. Yeah. Yeah, um thanks you guys for um Sticking with us. Um, we'll be back next week. Peace. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs>
I just feel burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.